an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 534. We are coming to Comic-Con, uh, both Nerdist and at midnight. So Nerdist is going to be doing a ton of stuff at Comic-Con. We'll be announcing that soon. I'm pretty sure I'll be moderating some panels, uh, as I always do, because I, I enjoy the shit out of that. Uh, but also, we're doing a live Nerdist podcast Saturday, July 26th, and then the night before, Friday, July 25th, we're doing a live at midnight, both at the Balboa Theater. So uh, there a lot of tickets sold for those, so I don't know how many are left. So if you have any interest in going, you should grab tickets soon, uh, and we'll be announcing the guests very, very shortly. Thank you so much to Carbonite for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, it's online backup, which means all of your computer files are protected. So that when disaster strikes, because hardware fails, that's what happens, then you will not be in a very bad situation. <laughs> I've had it happen before, and it sucks. I still lament over files that I lost like 10 years ago because I had a hard drive that failed. And uh, as soon as I just started hearing the thwip, 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 like, no! Uh, just old comedy notes and stuff. It's It still kind of breaks my heart to this day. So Carbonite will protect you. Uh, of course, there's a free trial right now when you go to Carbonite.com. No credit card re- required. You just use the offer code NERDIST, and then you're going to get two bonus free months if you decide to buy. That's Carbonite.com. Back up all your files. Offer code for two bonus months is NERDIST. Uh, this episode is Mike Kaplan who is a comic that I greatly enjoy. And he's been on At Midnight a bunch, and uh, I first met him in New York, and he, uh, he's he been doing warm-up for At Midnight. Brody Stevens usually does it, but then Brody did some touring, and Mike filled in, and uh, and uh, he's a phenomenal joke writer and, and a genuinely funny guy. Uh, he's promoting his special Small Dork and Handsome, which is on Netflix right now. You have Netflix? Well, now you can get Mike's special. So go get it ASAP. I mean... ASAP meaning after you listen to this podcast, which is number 534 with Mike Kaplan. Now entering Nerdist.com. Mike Quill Kaplan. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for doing warm up uh, in Brody's stead on the at midnight show. A pleasure. And just like Brody too, it's real weird. It's something I gotta say. <laughs> well, Brody's uh, Brody's uh, intonations are very infectious. Yes. Enjoy it. You Enjoy can't it. help but do it. <laughs> 
But he really is just positive energy. <laughs> See, that's the things you got. When everyone goes like the yelly Brody stuff, you also have to remember that it was like, almost like borderline sad. <laughs> Believe. <laughs> 818. <laughs> 818 till I die. die. So what uh, What have you been doing out here in Los Angeles, Mike Kaplan? I've been doing warm-up for At Midnight. Did you come out just for then? Uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival was also this past weekend, so I went to Portland. That's in Portland. What are you doing in Los Angeles? Oh, it's uh, Portland and Los Angeles are next to each other to a New Yorker. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. It's only two hours. Yeah. It's How a, was Bridgetown? Uh, it was amazing. It's a good festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the voice I got there. From shouting over people at oh, night? Oh, yeah. After, yep. Yeah. Festival boys. Festival boys. Party voice. Because <coughs> first you got to do you got to do your shows, and then after the show, this hey, this place is fucking great in Portland. You guys go to... Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, you, do your, cool. you do your job where you go and you talk to people through a microphone and they can hear you. And then you're like, you, you want the opposite of that later, right? You want <laughs> things that keep you from being heard. Yes. Uh, yeah. You want obstacles. Well, I... Um, I really, I loved, I haven't done Bridgetown for a few years because I always have, I always have a bunch of dates in Portland around this, it's usually around the same time and you can't do that. Can't undercut. You're not allowed allowed to do that. And I needed to, um, I'm trying to build a new hour and so I need to go do like five or six shows as opposed to like Like long sets as opposed to like one big show, so... It's uh, fun though. Beautiful place, that Portland. It's a great town. We were there uh, at the same. You were you came in and did some guest sets when I was headlining there yeah. uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and the helium there is the helium club there is, is fantastic. Beautiful, wonderful, good setup. They do a good job. Portland seems to me like at one point because most most cities have an area that seems like this used to be a rundown part of town, and then someone <laughs> came in and revamped it. But that feels like all of Portland. Yeah, I was saying that about Portland when I was there. I was like, um, it looks like someone went to like an area like Silver Lake and Williamsburg, and they said, what if the entire city was like this? <laughs> Restaurants and shops everywhere. Old buildings and burned out factories that we then yeah. revitalized in a really yeah. cool cultural way. There are, I mean, there are like shady areas in Portland, but it's like kind of the like north... East suburb areas. Is, is that just where the where the, the plaid is actually not vintage? It's just like, oh, you just bought that new. Yeah, this is yeah. really shady. Yeah. You, that's that's distressed. Yes, on purpose. You're an actual lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look at those hipsters. No, we're lumberjacks. Yeah. The What's that guy doing with an axe? Oh, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> Pretty snazzy. Is that a vintage axe? <laughs> vintage axe. I want to use those to cut cheese. What? <laughs> he said cut the cheese. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I should have chose. chose another thing. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I'm uh, the idiot. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're the child. <laughs> You're artisan the child. cheese. Sorry if I said cut You're the artist, child. artisan cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where are you, are you from, New York, Mike? I grew up in New Jersey and right. then went to school in Boston. So I lived there for about 10, 12 years and started comedy there. So I consider that my, it was the first home that I chose. Yeah, Boston's a good comedy town. Well, it used to be a great, great comedy town. And yeah, then it was a good, comedy- now it's a, who knows? <laughs> I said that's when stand-up stood out. <laughs> you know, I came up with that. Well, I, I enjoy the Wilbur Theater. That's a great, it's a great comedy venue now. I mean, it's a venue venue, but, it has, but they also have a heavy comedy. They do. That's where I recorded my special. Nice. Nice. That's a real, I mean, it, thanks for segueing into that. So it's available starting. No. What? <laughs> When is the special available? Uh, as of this recording, it's available in two days. <gasps> May 15th, 2014. Oh I don't know if you guys like to date stamp when you record things um, to lie to people in the future. I, yeah, we always just try to keep it vague. 
mm-hmm. May 2014. It's still too specific. Uh, yeah, 2014, just... starting now. Oof. Available now. Yeah, that's Could it. Could you just kind of decade it real <laughs> quick? Uh, ooh, uh, t- the t- uh, 2000s. Could you just could you just again say available now, and then we can just drop it into the date that you said before in a very awkward way? Available now. <laughs> <laughs> So you started doing comedy in Boston, and mm-hmm. then who else was in your uh, peer group at uh, that time? Shane Moss, uh-huh. Joe List, now mm-hmm. in New York. Uh, those are my only peers. Uh, Baratunde Thurston. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good friend. Aaron Judge. Josh Gondelman came around a couple years later. Do you know Josh? J- Josh Gondelman? Yes. Yeah, I know Josh. Yeah, he's really funny. We, he did, um, we did some shows together. Oh, man, where was it? I don't know, somewhere in the upper Midwest. Maybe Wisconsin? I can't remember. But yeah, really funny. Oh, yeah. He's great. Ken Reed. Um, many. There's so a, he can read? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Gondelman can read. And uh, there's Sorry, a, you just... <laughs> I was just going to... Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to skate over that. And be like, oh, no, we don't have to... We don't have to... <laughs> Jonah... Jonah made a face like... <laughs> Jonah made a face like a little kid in PE who gets hit and then you think he's going to be okay and then it just like uh, <laughs> and then it, just, it was like a time, time delay pain. <laughs> anyway, also the Walsh brothers. Hey. <laughs> uh, jo- good. Jonah the 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 wince on your face was like uh, <laughs> Yeah. And your body just started to reject the pond. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at well, uh, cutting the um, the meltdown show, there's a lot of times I make a joke like that, and I want to put a compilation of every time Kumel rolls his eyes at me. Ah. <laughs> All at once. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of like. <sighs> you can just see it. <laughs> that's great. As I'm there on the other side, going, "Me too." <laughs> oh, man, that's really funny. Did my? Did, were you able to edit my thing? All right. Yeah, it's looking great. Great. Yeah, your, your episode's a lot of fun. You have a lot of funny backstage stuff, too. Okay, good. We have you saying pie. Uh, we have all the pie stuff in there, too. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I did a, I did a joke on Jonah Special that I've been, I'd been doing for a while, a little while, and then someone in the edit caught it, and they were like, Sarah Silverman has an identical joke. And I'm like, wow. really? And so they, sh- I, so they sent over a link of Sarah doing it at a college like four or five years ago, yeah. and uh, and so I was like, "Fuck!" And, and hers was, I, I think, better. Uh, so but, but the, but the fact, yeah. so I just we just put Sarah's in. No, yeah. uh, so you know that was one of those like you had to take it out. But it's it's, it's so unbelievable to me how it, 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 there really is like there are only so many concepts in the world. Really, there's a finite number of concepts, and how how two comics without any knowledge of one another's bits can do. Not only the same concept, but just like follow the same. Because I wasn't yeah. familiar with hers, and I saw it. And I'm like, God damn it! Those are the same beat. I just did yeah, the was, same fucking beat. Real weird. But then you start questioning yourself, where you're like, Am I crazy? Did I hear this and didn't realize I heard it because I was having a conversation in a club, or yeah, did, yeah. was it just pure are parallel you, thought? You're such a genius that you retained it exactly without. <laughs> re- like your unconscious is so smart. But your but the way that you the way that you parse out. Material is so specific, though. I you probably don't. That probably doesn't happen to you very often. Uh, I mean, there's certain people. Like sometimes my jokes are they start small and then get bigger and bigger. So there's like pieces of them that are like one line type things that could be the same. Like every once in a while, I'm like, oh, Dimitri Martin did that, and I also thought that thing. Uh, and you know, just, or just what 
because when you have short jokes, like the shorter the joke is, the more likely it is to have been like, you know, if it's only seven words, that's uh, there's less, there's greater odds that somebody else put those seven words together. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you yeah, know, my act is unstealable. I'm a uh, real original, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty inventive genius. So I can't stop me. <laughs> the joke was about how when people do the whatever jerk off hand motion in a conversation, that's basically a window into exactly how that oh, person yeah. jerks off. Yeah. And um, I hadn't seen her do. I hadn't seen her do it before. I didn't think I had seen her do it before. But anyway, it's she still, probably took it from you. That's no that's way. what a guy does. She went back in time. Yeah. She heard it in the present yeah. and went oh, before shit. I started doing Shots it. Shots fired. <laughs> Sarah Silverman's a joke thief and a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but she's a joke thief. Like, would be like, no, 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 no. So I, so I'm glad. I'm glad that someone caught that because yes. that's. That would have been a huge bummer for me because you don't want to. I'm the type of comic where if I hear if someone else says like, "Oh, you know, I have the same kind of thing and I did it on something," yeah. like, "Oh, well, that's yours." Like you, I'll just have to write. I'll just have to write something else. Or can I take it in a way that is far enough that diverges? Because like people can have the same concepts as long as they can. Yeah, you get you make yours go like in a windy way around where theirs was, and then somebody else comes and sees you and is like, "Hey, ever think about this thing?" And you're like, "Yeah." yeah. There was a there was a video I made a while back uh, for Super Deluxe. Where oh, was, other people have done that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was like a thing. It was like uh, I saw this old like infomercial about the internet from like '94. I was like, "Oh, we'll just make a version of that." That's really weird. An like, infomercial about the like. Well, hey. It was like about like uh, it was like uh, it was just not an infomercial, but like uh, like a thing like a news story. Like, what okay. is the internet? Okay, you, so you did master the internet. So you did master the internet, uh, which was like about a guy like trying to capitalize on like you know selling these videos on how to use the internet. You mean he Dale Kosenigan Jr. Dale Kosenigan Jr. Uh, uh, and he had no – he clearly didn't really know what it was capable of and, or what it could do. And he was just trying to make money. Um, and then uh, Max Silvestri and Gabe Delahaye had an uh, uh, internet video at the same time called Mac, Gabe and Max's Internet Thing or something like that, which hit a lot of the same marks, a lot of that retro, um, you know, confused about the internet 90s kind of idea. And, uh, and then I was, I was accused of stealing but I'd never seen it. Yeah, but it hit a lot of the same marks. It's funny it's how people are always quick to go, "Fuck you, you stole that!" And you're like, yeah. "No, I yeah. did. I swear. You yeah, know, I didn't. I, I had just, no idea. It's yeah. possible. That Youth comedians are... are all sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. read the top ten list of jobs <laughs> that are sociopaths. Comedian is on it. Artist is on the one that's least. But I don't know if a comedian's an artist. <laughs> I would never. You know, I, I would never unless something had unless something was verbatim. I would never think. My first thought would never be that person stole that thing. I would always go, "Yeah, oh, oh well, they just had a parallel thought because yeah. there's, you know, the internet is something that people would make yeah. fun of, or and that's also a thing that's like that's why people laugh at like a lot of jokes. Or it's like where it's a, you know, that when you hear someone saying something and they put it into a certain way, you're like, oh God, I think about that all the time. And if you're there's another comic that is trying to do that same connection with the audience, they're going to end up doing the same kind of stuff. They're, yeah, because they're, we're all noticing the same things. Yes, and we're yeah. all just re-expressing the same things. But we're I'm, all just humans living in the world. Bullshit. Thief. <laughs> but I am, I, I'm super jealous of your philosophy bit because uh, <sighs> I am also, I was a philosophy major as well, and, uh, and I couldn't, I just didn't, you know, it's the same thing when I saw Gaffigan's bowling, jo- like 15 minutes on bowling. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, it's so amazing. I mean, I'm... I was supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like it's more like a comedy crush on something oh, than yeah. actual like, son of a bitch. It's more like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, oh, yeah. that's so amazing. Why didn't I... I wish that's, I'd thought of that. That's very sweet. I appreciate it. And I've, I've definitely had that where as somebody's starting a joke, you're like, 
I hope they don't do this because if they don't do this, then I'm going to do this. And then they do that. You're like, I want to write the joke that they're telling right now. I want to yeah. write it. I'm thinking of it right before. No, I, yeah. it's, too, it's too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know you said about stage parts, but I was technically, I was thinking about it like a half yeah. second before you said I should it. run out of the room right now. I should run out. <laughs> do, you have, do you have friends who like, uh, you're like, you both, you both like have a conversation. You come up with an idea, and you're like, "Well, whoever gets it to TV first. Oh, oh that's so funny. Shit. Well, or I feel like the conversations were would if it was obvious that something was a juicy nugget. Yeah, it was just waiting for some whichever person to be like, "Can I use that? Do you guys? I uh, I was, it's funny because uh, when we had Eddie Azard on, uh, like he kind of went into a bit that was clearly kind of part of that especially like he was kind of doing a joke I believe it's pronounced Edie Edie yeah. Izzard Edie Izzard um, Edie Izzard but uh, what uh, like it's like I was like thinking to myself I was like oh shit Hampton Yount's doing like that same bit it was like the sacrifice who was the first guy I think of like he right. sacrificed right. and I was like uh, I saw Hampton later I was like hey he had some bad news Eddie Izzard clearly has a bit about, mm-hmm. and he's like I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I was like, oh, I just saw you. He's like, he's like, you think I fucking give a shit? Like, who cares? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's funny how we're different. We yeah, take, yeah, yeah. Funny how we take that really like. <laughs> listen, <man>. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like, are you somewhere where you can talk? Yeah. <laughs> um, Hampton, okay. you're. Uh, your parents both died mm. in a plane crash cancer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> think I give a shit? <laughs> yeah, he just didn't care. I'm he was fine. Like, he was like, he's like, who's gonna think I stole from Eddie Izzard? That's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, just trying to help. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my sight. No, no. I, like, I even like, I was like, hey, we have a similar bit about newscasters. He's like, he's like, who cares? They're different. We're different <laughs> people. <laughs> and I was like, I want what you have. <laughs> what a great what, the attitude. Not, the not yeah. giving a shit. Yeah, yeah, like he's so he's so good at that and so funny. But it's just like if I feel like I'm even going to anywhere like a little bit derivative, I just kind of I'm my own worst comedy cop, and I fucking convince myself not to even. <laughs> fucking bother hey guys who do you guys think is the first person to think who's the first guy to do that anything like who's the first guy to think of the who's the first guy to think of oh no. that's my new bit aristotle yeah <laughs> socrates yeah. it was probably socrates it, probably, it would have been one of the early philosophers yeah. i think one of the early philosophers who had that type of you know like like the ability to self-reflect on humanity like i wonder who the first guy to ask <laughs> i wonder who the first guy yeah. i wonder who the first guy to take a egg out of a chicken's butt was it's me look <laughs> <laughs> i want to be that guy yeah um, ah. so did you so you were a philosophy major uh yes did did you do that for comedy or did you just you just want no i did it for serious uh <laughs> guys uh that i did for comedy i <laughs> <laughs> that one was serious okay <laughs> Comedy, serious, comedy, uh, serious. Comedy I on Serious XM. <laughs> uh, I was, I didn't know I wanted to do comedy until after college. So I started. I took philosophy because it sound. I wanted to take an ethics class my first year, but it was full. So I just was like, I used to like intro to philosophy, and I, uh, I just liked it a lot. We, we did like you know Socrates and. Wouldn't that be amazing if you somehow went into the computer system and got one kid pulled out of the ethics <laughs> class so that you could then take his place? <laughs> I will, then, I will have all the ethics. <laughs> and then write a paper about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's one point in time where I had none. Well, the, well, the, the philosophy is like, the, that's where uh, I feel like there are probably like urban legends about weird stunts that people did to trick their professors using philosophy. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's something I did do that, it, I mean, I don't know, I, this is not going to be a great trick, but uh, in my, I think my final exam, one of the questions was like, can people do, do people ever do wrong willingly? 
uh, is the and so I, I was saying no, they never do. Like whenever people do wrong, it's always unwillingly. Like you know, if you speed, you're like you don't really think it's wrong to speed. You're like, oh man, I'm I'm such a such a devil. You know what I mean? Like so, I think I drew like a big smiley face on one of the pages in the in the book, and I was like, it's probably usually be wrong to do that. But I'm like, I'm trying to demonstrate that, like, I'm not trying to do, I'm like trying to show you guys that there's a smiley face. Like, it's just that I'm trying to prove to you that it's not wrong or that it would, I'm not willingly, is this wrong? You know, if it's, yeah, yeah. If it's wrong, I didn't will it. If it's not wrong, then I didn't. Like, I was trying to prove, and I, I think I got an A. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, think it, I think it worked. So then everyone after that's like, all you got to do is deface property. Yeah. Not Graf- really. Graffiti your books. <laughs> no, you don't understand the reason behind why you have it. No, so just graffiti. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Eddie Pryor just... Eddie Pryor. Eddie Murphy. Richard Pryor. They just swore. That's all you do. <laughs> Eddie Pryor. Yeah, Eddie Pryor. He just swears. I'm the best comic ever. <laughs> Eddie Pryor. <laughs> well, I'm Richard Murphy. Yeah. And I think that I... Uh, <laughs> Richard Murphy does not like the dorkiest white guy comic. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy sounds of Dick Murphy. Mm. Hey, guys. <laughs> Stuff's weird. <laughs> Things are strange. <laughs> in a philosophical sense. <laughs> so when did you move to New York? Uh, I started, started in Boston in 2002, and then I moved to New York in 2008. Oh, wow. And uh, it doesn't. What feel do you like, mean? Wow. Well, because 2008 doesn't feel. It still feels like it just happened, but it really was six years ago. It is. Like it, yeah, yeah. When I think of 2008, 2009, I'm like, oh, that was just. Oh no, that was actually a good yes, half a decade. Chunk. It is. Uh, I've been doing comedy almost 12 years, and it's about half the time. Yeah, I started in 2002 as well. Uh, hmm. In August, so this year would be 12 years. Wow! So. You're doing it. You're doing it. It's almost your bar mitzvah. Oh, comedy not allowed. Mm. <laughs> no Jews here. As a Katie said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just heard her name. I just raised her hand. So what? Yep. What, what? What type of material did you start? Because your your stuff. It's these. You go on these these chunks that start with one idea, and then immediately just start taking left and right turns really, 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 really fast all the way down. And it's almost like. Uh, there's not, there are no holes in any of that. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. Were you always that kind of a writer? In the beginning, it would just be the first idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, now I have like a seven-minute chunk about drugs. Back then, I would have one line about drugs. Yeah. And then one line about time travel. One line about vegetarians. One line about plumbers. Then I'd write another joke about plumbers, and then a joke about a vegetarian plumber. And I'm like, now these three go together. <laughs> well, because it almost, it almost, it almost I mean... It almost sort of feels like you introduce a premise and then you just start testing all the possible tags. Or it could be this. Or it could be this. Or what about this one? Or how about this one? Yeah, I uh, I definitely, I mean, uh, I really got inspired when I saw, like, Rory Scovel for the first time. Like, we did the uh, Seattle competition uh, in 2006. And up until that point, I had always just written things down and then said them. You know, I was like, here's how the joke goes. It didn't go well. Oh, well. Right. Next joke. But, like, Rory would just do, you know, a different set every night and, like, riff and, like, the same jokes would end in different places. And, like, just, he would just keep going. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought you had, like, Boston is where I started. It was, like, a very joke writer-centric town. Like, uh, like there's a guy, Paul Nardizzi, like, Gary Goleman from Boston. Yeah. Like, all these guys that, like, really, like, sharp tight. I wasn't necessarily, like, watching them be like, that's how you do it. I, but, like, Brian Kiley, you know, writing for Conan now. Like, all, all these guys had, like, really, it was just a very joke-themed, joke-centered scene. Uh, and so then when I saw other things, I was like, oh, 
that's interesting too. Or like, you know, Jimmy Pardo or like Paul F. Tompkins, like riffing and doing, you know, just being not, not saying things that they'd prepared. And I was like, I could, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I started like, you know, writing more on, like, you know, I would still write, prepare things off stage, but then I'd go on stage and when the joke would stop, I'd be like, well, that should have been funny. Why don't I just keep saying more things <laughs> until, until you hit gold? Yeah. Like there, there was one joke in my book, uh, in my notebook that I was like, this is dumb. And somebody's like, that's not dumb. I'm like, no, I tried it. It was dumb. I'm like, no, keep going. I was just like riffed another word. And then I was like, oh, now that, I guess that's the punchline. Oh, it, wow. It, it, yeah. I mean, it is, it is kind of interesting that you, that, that's why re, you really have to you really have to try things. I mean, there are some things where you try them once and you go, that obviously should never be spoken out loud again. But yeah. there, there are other things where it just feels like, oh, there's the, the right activation syllable hasn't happened yet. And it will even make other parts of the joke that weren't funny before funny all of a sudden yeah. somehow. I have a, a chunk I'm working on now about how I've been doing comedy like 12 years. And so I'm almost 36. And so I want to record this when I'm 36. And I've been doing comedy 12 years because it's a story about when I was 12 and said a dumb thing that I thought would be funny. And comparing that to like, so when I was 12, I was really dumb because when I was 24, I was a comedian just starting out and they're really bad. Like I was half the age of a bad comedian uh, in the story. And now, like now, so it's basically like, you know, when you start doing comedy, it's, you're very bad at it. It's like 12 years in, it's subjective. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so in this joke now, I'll give examples of like, here's jokes that I thought of when I, that were, here's the jokes that worked when I was 24 and they are the worst. Oh, wow. Like, including like one that I, here's one that I never got to work. And now I've like, in this context, I, I think slash hope it's worthwhile for people to hear and be like, hey, isn't that guy an idiot? You know, past me, not current me. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I think Chris Rock said where he says, um, like the first jokes you write, uh, you wish you could be able to do them when you're an actually good comedian. He's like, you'll never write better jokes than you wrote when you were a kid, but you like will never be able to perform them until you're an adult. Like, like he's like, I wish I could just go back to my first special and do it now because I'd be able to fucking make it so much better. Yeah, but it's funny to hear him say that though. I mean, can't he do that? Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> Couldn't he? Yeah, just a greatest hits album. Nah, I'm not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think some things. I don't know. There's no real. I don't think there's no real rules. I just think. Yeah, Chris Rock is wrong. So, <laughs> I think some. I think some jokes are just of that moment and yeah. other jokes you could, you know, you could expand on. But I just, I find when looking through old notebooks, you know, that there are maybe a couple things I've seen where I go, uh, oh, wow, that's funny. I still kind of write like that, but it's different. Like, I still yeah. kind of write like that, but it's not really the same. I definitely find old things that I'm like, that didn't work many times, but now I certainly can make it. Like, now I'll, I'll know it will work in certain situations. Like, just... I've, I don't even, I don't know why, but I have like a joke about an old uh, vodka ad that was just like it was like a picture of a snake that had eat like with a lemon inside of it, <laughs> and it was for absolute citrus vodka, you know, absolute citron. As a, 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 that, that's the ad, a snake with a lemon. And at the time, I was like, I think the the whole the only thing I'd written for it was like vodka so good. A snake would eat a lemon. <laughs> and see, you're laughing, but sometimes I would say most of the time I would say that to crowds, and they'd be like. That does not make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not me not making sense. Yeah. The ad's not making sense. Right, you're with me. Yes, we're on the Mid same page. We're on the same team against the ad. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the same page against that page. <laughs> this is great. We're fixing it. 
I am silent in the present, but in the future I will find this amusing. <laughs> Maybe we just needed a little bit of reflection time in a in a post absolute world yeah. when we've had enough time to process. Now everyone's all about Ciroc. They can laugh at <laughs> Absolute. Everybody back then was like, we all work for Absolute. <laughs> We're an Absolute company here. I don't think a snake would ever eat a lemon, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's a flawed vodka premise. Yeah, you're wrong. The ad's wrong. Everything about this is wrong. So Move this on is to the next joke. Snake flavored vodka? <laughs> I don't understand. And it's all right because the snake has a lemon in it, so you could you could drink the snake. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. That's okay. You sound good. Are you? Uh... I appreciate it. <laughs> Real good. Working on a roll. Did you? Uh, did you? Did you get sick, or you just lost your voice? Uh, I lost my voice. I was sick, and I lost my voice, and now I'm getting better. This is better. Yeah. Real better. You're on the, you're on, the, this is the upward. Oh, yeah. This is the upward path. On the way out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> Crashing through walls. I think with jokes, there's like a sort of, um, there's a sweet spot in, you know, in, in joke telling where it, I sort of called like the punchline. No. No, I mean, I mean, I mean a sweet spot in, in you, like you have to be in the right place in your life. For it to land, because I've had jokes that work and work and work, and then something changes in your life. And I, yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I sometimes I can't even pinpoint what that is, but maybe it's the way I'm presenting it. I don't know, but it just sort of like, oh, it's not as uh, you know. Yeah, that, I think that that's yeah. happened to me and some of my friends, where it's uh, you know you you try to be honest with your jokes, even if it's something silly, and then when you get past that place where you wrote it in your life that like there's somehow not this weight or honesty to those jokes or just like you yeah like I, I break up with a girlfriend sometimes sometimes I break up with a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> you know first <laughs> times the other way around uh, no it's usually me uh, <laughs> but uh, like when and I'll write jokes about you know the end of the relationship the breakup the state I'm in then and then I'll, and it'll be like really you know kind of like cathartic and nice uh, as much as it can be in that mm-hmm. context uh, and then then when I'm happy again I'm like well, I broke up with a person, and uh, here's some things I said. Yeah, yeah. same thing that happened I to me. Like, don't I, feel. Yeah, I had all these jokes, and they were killing. I was like, wow, I got like a huge... And then I kept on trying to work on them after I was happy again, and like, or got back with a girl or found a new girlfriend, and like, I found that was just there was nothing there. You got back with the same girl? What? Get back with the same girl? Yeah, I did that once. <laughs> yeah. That's like the that's yeah. more awkward. Yeah, yeah, a lot of my friends uh, were not happy about <laughs> that. <laughs> Chris was one of them. Chris was like, with her ah. now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's why when she broke up with me again, like and Chris found out, he was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was your reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. You don't say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long, quiet elevator down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not doing too good. So, uh, bottom floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, you want to go uh, wash your hands uh, from the mess that you constructed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want to go... Uh, reap what you sow? <laughs> Don't you have a bed to go lie in? <laughs> it's one that you make. I find that most people are the architects of their own shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. In that context, you're an architect. Uh, these are all good ways to say I told you so. <laughs> yes, it's a bridge, but it's a bridge you built out of shit. <laughs> and sooner or later, that's going to deteriorate. And even if it doesn't, it smells bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. 
You're on it, so you can't smell <laughs> But everyone else. <laughs> hey, get off that bridge. <laughs> it seems stable. <laughs> I don't smell anything. I know. You, you smell bad, too. <laughs> you can't smell your own bridge. <laughs> you think your bridge don't stink? <laughs> Are you guys going to use it? Yeah, Jonah, it's from your sad life, but Chris, you were the one doing make, yeah, making the most no, fun of Jonah's sad life. What I really do have to do is just start talking to Jonah about his relationships in the past and then just start writing material. Out of yeah, it. you could do that if you want. Bring me out on stage, bro. I'll just sit there. I'll take it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just being next to humor is like my favorite thing. Yo, bro, it's the best. Yo, I'm like a comedy. I'm just like a comedy groupie. Yeah. You know, I'm just a groupie. I could be your chuckle buddy. You 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 come on those jokes. You come on those jokes. <laughs> what about uh, how about uh, you know you've heard of chuckle fuckers? Yes. As far yes. As, what about people who don't do that but they they like to do they're chuckle suckers? Yeah. So new... it's just like you only get to like second or third base. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Your comedy was pretty good. Yeah. Mom, Chuckle handies. Your make out sound is a... No, that was a, that was a, that was sort of like an obligatory blowjob sound. Oh, that's yeah. just because they were with Chuckle liquors. It's not so much a hummer as it is a bummer. No. Hey oh. This guy's going from Hummer to Bummer. <laughs> Bad. He wants to go from bummer to hummer. That would be the preferred method of travel. But, uh, <laughs> it's actually the reverse. He's taking a hummer to bummer. Town. <laughs> He's getting a Hummer and a Hummer. This summer. This is <laughs> coming in at number one. Number one. I also like rhymes. Yeah. Sure. Don't bring your mother. <laughs> Mummer. She's a drummer. She fell in love with the drummer. Another and another. Wilco. Yeah, you know music. <laughs> You've heard of music. I didn't know it. Are you touring a lot right now? Uh, I am. Yeah, this... Up until recently, I've been on the road a fair, a fairer amount, What's an, an fair? unfair amount. Yes. I, I've been, an, I've been, I've gotten more than my share of. Uh, like I'm, I'm at multiple clubs at the same time. People are like we share. Uh, <laughs> come on, it's, it's unfair. Quantum comedy. Yes, I'm appearing in all clubs and no clubs. Yes, I, uh, I've been. I would say ideally on the road about half the time, like in New York, about half the time, and then come out here. Half the time. What are the good New York comedy spots these days? I know Whiplash is real good. Whiplash, of course. I, I love a, sh- a Seth Herzog's show. It's a good one. There's a there's a Wednesday show ca- at a place called Lucky Jacks that's called uh, Gandhi. Is that you? And it's uh, like Wednesdays at nine, and these guys Lance Weiss and Brendan Fitzgibbons run it, and it's just. I started going to it because they were just like, we have a show in a basement? I was like, of course. Uh, and then just now, almost every time, it's like this really packed little intimate room and just like really fun and like you can do, you can do whatever you want. Like you don't have to be funny and people laugh. Like it's, uh, it's nice. Wow. So anybody can do it. Do you like those kinds of rooms or do you like, do you like to, do you like to sort Struggle? of- Struggle? Do you like to break a room like a horse? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, I like. I mean, that's nice too. Uh, but it's ni- not nice to get. Br- I mean, you have to, you have to do everything. I'll do everything. Uh, you have to have the great shows where you can, you know, where you say something, and if it doesn't get a laugh, you're like, well, then it's the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> Obviously, these people who are laughing at everything didn't laugh at something. Yeah, never say it again. Right. Like like whiplash. If something doesn't go, then you're like, oh, well, uh, never mind. Get rid of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, and then the opposite is like, you know, if something's going horribly, there's like nothing, and then they laugh at something. You're like, oh, 
well, there's, you know, a diamond in the rough. Uh, yeah. Like one, one salvation, one moment, a silver lining in this mm-hmm. cloud of shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I like, it's important to do everything. How much when you're It's important to do everything, says Mike. (laughs) Is there anything I shouldn't do? Nope, everything's important. All of it? All of everything. Every bit of it. Every of the two things I said. All right. (laughs) I will do all of those two. Good shows and bad shows. I should do good shows and I should also do bad shows. Yes. Sorry to interrupt your question. That's all right. Do you uh, do you go out when you go out on the road, do you are you writing during the set or do you pretty much it depends on if the audience is good. The, like, the better the audience, the more untested stuff they'll see. Uh, and the worse they are, the better the show they get. <laughs> well, that's, so remember that unfair. one. You see Mike Kaplan on the road. Yeah. Arms folded, you'll yeah. get the hits. Uh, I'll be sad. Yeah. The show will be good. I'm Mike Kaplan. I punish good behavior. Yeah. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, if uh, I love riffing when the audience is up for it. And I think that's, like, one of my favorite things to see and do uh like i mean even when i do like my albums sometimes like every you know thing that i've recorded has a few moments that had never been said before uh because it's fun to do that uh so like when an audience is good i will like feel loose and uh happy to go off book and off the cuff and riff and so that that's where a lot of my writing comes like i mean the way you said, like, I feel like a lot of my, I think this is, this is the new way I have this analogy. Like, every joke starts, like, with a snowflake. Uh, and then, like, yeah, I say, I spit out the snowflake on stage. This metaphor uh, went away. But, uh, yeah, so I have a mouthful of snow. I spit out one I snowflake. So these yep. are winter-themed yep. jokes? Yep, yep, yep. I okay. go outside in the winter. I take a mouthful of snow. When I get inside, there's all, it's mostly melted except for one flake. That is the first joke, the seed of one joke. A snow so you're seed. you spitting out water on stage. Everyone else, it just looks like you're spitting out water. It does look like that, but it was a snowflake. And then... Okay, so you're like Gallagher then? Because you, you spit, you, like, you shoot stuff onto the audience? Oh, it's not watermelons. It's just water. Oh, yeah, oh, just, oh okay. Yeah. They're not snowmelons? Nope, nope. Nah, that's something. That sounds racist. <laughs> sounds like... <laughs> Look at these... No way! It's like snow it's melons. Like, look at these snow melons, dude. I was I saw this Eskimo lady. You should have seen her snow melons. What? Uh, you took it. You made it disrespectful in a whole other way. Yes, I, I was yeah. just making it sexist. Damn. You're making yeah. it sexist. I made it sexist and racist. I wasn't. Making I gave it the Chris Hardwick <laughs> twist. That's not a Chris Hardwick twist. I gave at all. it one of the Chris Hardwick. You're just assigning <laughs> things that aren't true. <laughs> The Chris Hardwick twist. A lie. No. <laughs> How dare the you? The old Chris Hardwick lie twist. No, because when you do that, people are like, oh, that must be what it's really like behind the curtains. It's not at all. No, You're but just I, but I realize up. that's like the best There he goes again. Huh? Yeah. That, that's like the, like the best, meanest joke to do to like a friend where it's like you say something. They're like, I was like, sorry, I was just trying to do like a you joke. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> because there's no way that you, you always sound guilty. Like there's no Everyone's like, well, of course you try to cover that up. No, but I do. I was just trying to make you laugh with the kind of stuff you like. Well, we're not going to totally judge you. I mean, you know, I just, you know. I, I thought you enjoyed shit. You always make shit. So I gave you a shit sandwich. You're on, on your bridge. shit bridge. This is, not, this is not the brand of shit that you enjoy? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like construction shit. I don't so, like food shit. My apologies. A snowflake (laughs) is the beginning of a joke. And then you like come up with tags and things on stage, like, and over the course of, you know, weeks or months or whatever, every night, maybe there's like another line that gets added so that eventually it's like a a snowball that rolls down a hill, becomes an avalanche, and then I carve a nice statue out of it. So you carve a statue out of the avalanche? Yeah. Can you do that? I can. Okay, good. Yes. Good. I don't know about art. 
<laughs> I don't know about uh, visual, physical art. Yeah. I know I can say the thing that I just said. <laughs> I really wanted to be a meteorologist. That's yeah. all I know. Is I really wanted to be a meteorologist. Yeah, but I thought it was all about meteors. Nope. They're just bad. So a meteor comes out of you on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I want to see you try to apply this metaphor to like all different states of matter. <laughs> if that's possible. I like it. Yeah. So plasma comes out of me. I'm performing on the sun. Yeah. A plasma TV melts <laughs> and begins. plasma becomes plasma. Ashes to ashes. TV to sun. Do you- <laughs> I think we just witnessed the birthing process of a. We just watched. That's a li- how it goes. Yep. Showing, not telling. <laughs> Remember that from school? Show, not tell. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but here's the... <laughs> You're not showing. Just, just, just hold it up. <laughs> just, just see it. I don't need to hear your fucking diatribe. You don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd be a bad teacher. I don't need to hear your fucking diatribe. <laughs> For a Show couple, the thing. Yeah. Here's two reasons why you'd be a bad teacher. At the age that show and tell is, fucking's not appropriate, and they don't know <laughs> diatribe. <laughs> no, fucking's definitely not appropriate. Oh, you mean saying fucking is inappropriate? No, no, no. I, I just meant fucking. Okay, good. Not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Kids, I'm not allowed to fuck you. <laughs> but let's let's learn the word diatribe. <laughs> and that's all I got. That's what people want. Class dismissed. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> diatribe is what people want about the Jews. <laughs> no teacher should. <laughs> Start with kids. I'm not allowed to fuck you. <laughs> oh well, why would you even be thinking that? <laughs> I mean, to disclaim something. Hey, I'm just saying that because it's what you're all thinking. I'm just no. That's all the way you look at me. I'm just here. saying the rules. Yeah, yeah just being honest. <laughs> Chloe's younger. She's not <laughs> that young. <laughs> I, mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but she was once a child. Yes, right. we all once were children. Yes. I rest my case. <laughs> what case? We're not on trial. Or aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> ah, fun. So that's what my comedy's like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that old thing. That yeah, old plasma. That's what I do. <laughs> do you write anything down or do you just start? Everything. You'd write everything down. I mean, I, I start, I put things into a digital recorder. Like I talk out the idea first and then... Uh, after the recorder sort of fills up, I write it all, transcribe it into a notebook, and then, you know, I use, I, when I have tags added in shows, I'll write those down, put them in, record in a notebook, and then every, like, twice a year or so, every twice a year, I stand by that, I don't make mistakes, <laughs> uh, I go, I transcribe the full notebook, like, into my computer, and sort of at every stage of the game, there's, like, you know, rewriting and things and then happening. from your computer, where does it then go? Uh, into the cloud. Okay, cool. And, and then uh, from the cloud, you put it back into a recorder? Yep. Uh, then it goes into uh, my robot brain. Okay, cool. You're part robot? Uh, yep. I mean, no, not me. This is the human version, but when I'm dead, then robot Mike will. Hmm. I mean, this is robot Mike. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jonah, I didn't, I didn't have a good answer for your joke question. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It wasn't, you know... The question of where it goes after. It's a great, it's a great question. Yeah, yeah just because it kept on going to another thing. Yep. Just, you does. were just making it shitty like Jonah Ray does. No, I'm no good at doing <laughs> it. You really hardwicked that up there, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled a real Chrissy. Real Chrissy. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so... I'm sure you've explained this many times, but uh, YMYQ. I was a child, and Prince changed his name to a symbol when I was at summer camp, and I was like, I'll do that, but with the alphabet. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I was like a weird, you know, wanted to... It's almost like letters or symbols. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they, it is <laughs> like that. It is the most like that. Uh, and but, everyone was what? cool with it? Uh, I mean, I don't think everybody still is cool with it. Uh, <laughs> cool is not necessarily the right word, but uh, I mean, I didn't like do it legally. I, I just started saying it and writing it. And uh, it's now like the it's in in the union. Like there was uh, there were many other Michael Kaplan's. Uh, there's like a Michael Kaplan like costume designer. So it's handy to have an alternate spelling for that and for uh, googling and binging and such. And uh, Yahoo <laughs> hotbotting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was me. Uh, but yeah, I. Uh, I changed it, and then I didn't know Prince had a real like reason for doing it, uh, you know, due to copyright things. But he put his name back to Prince. He did, went, but he went back, and I, uh, I was left Still alone. Fast. Yep, I. Uh, Once you got out of your contract with Warner Brothers. Yep. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I do think about changing it. I'm changing it back. Like right now, I'm just sort of, you know, uh, what's that? inertia is just carrying me forward. I don't I care. I can't picture you without it. Mm. I feel like the MYQ is, and I think it also, it somehow it subconsciously informs the person of the type of comedy they're going to see, which I think is just... What'd you do? Change some letters around? What's this show going to be like? Oh, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just you have a very unique point of view. and sure, sure. It's a little, you know, it's... it's I have a a point of cue. I believe... Oh, oh, you (laughs) just making the sour face. (laughs) It's good. It's good. I like it. I got thrown off. Good sour face. I forget what laughing is, and I just... I go, whoa, let me uh, process. No, no, I, I, do, I do like it. And like when I think about like mostly it doesn't matter. Mostly names are unimportant. Uh, I am the person that I am, regardless of what I present as. Like, you know, if people came to see a show and didn't know how my name was spelled, which a lot of the times they might. They're just like, comedy show, that guy, yeah. Mike Kaplan. That's what they hear. And then if later they see, like, I, they're like, hey, do you have a business card? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, oh, it's never mind. doesn't matter. And, like, but by that point, if either, people either like the name or like the person, then hopefully it doesn't matter. There's, a, there's only, like, a limited sliver of people, I hope, that are, like, that would like my comedy, but are, like, the name, a little bit look at me, you think? Uh, <laughs> which is our whole business. It's, a, <laughs> it's part of your brain, bro. Yeah. That... That comedian wants people to look at him a little too much. <laughs> he wants people to listen to the things that he says. And uh, he, what an attention whore! Yeah, he's it's like he does it all the time. So look up on stage. I need a microphone to <laughs> get, make a building. Have it have it be called the thing that my job is. It's just <laughs> dumb. Uh, yeah, so I I did that then, and I think for a while I you know as a stupid kid I was just like yeah that's me. And then, like, if people would ask if that really, I'd be like, "Me, me." Uh, well, that like, wasn't an answer, though. That was just a yeah, weird just sounds. I tried noise. to, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd fly away. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> but now, if people are like, "Whoa, your parents are weird," like, no, I'm weird. Right. I, you was, own, I own that myself. I was the weird one. And your parents were okay with it? Uh, yeah, they're fine. I mean, sometimes they still, some, sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. It doesn't really matter. People, if people write down M I K E, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> not a little mad? Uh, no, no, I don't. For not, get, for not I, respecting the Q? I don't get mad. I like. I like. I if it's M I K E or M Y Q, I don't mind, uh, and I don't mind at all because it is a thing that I brought upon myself. So if there are any misspellings or mispronunciations, somebody called me Meek last night. Yeah, uh, that happens. <laughs> I will inherit. Yeah, I'll inherit the earth and uh, the mic. Uh, that'll be the name of my next album that'll make people not pronounce it right ever. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think your next album should just be some like super aggressive departure from the type of comedy you do now, and it should just be called Respect the Q. Oh, sure. And it's just like, there's a lot of like super finger style yeah, jokes. It's about not cutting in line. 
Yeah, yeah. Jonah, you just really Chris Hardwick it there. Wait, Doug, <laughs> come on. I don't want to be a callback now. <laughs> here's, here's my, you want to hear my also, super? Also, I think, yeah. I you think guys that should have got something. I think that joke, I uh, <laughs> respect the cue. Cue is a line, don't oh, cut in line. Yeah, I agree. That's why I, I gave you yeah, it. There's a sound you can make if you like a joke. It's oh, called laughing. Ha ha. Nah. Laughing. Here, ah. Here's the super duper finger, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my both No one hands. will ever know. <laughs> I said it was both my hands. <laughs> See, you know, you drop little nuggets like that. About putting attaching my name to stuff, and somehow with the podcast things get sticky. And then next time we're at a live event, someone's like, "Hey, how about you like this?" Like, no, it's not. That's not what it is normally. <laughs> so, Sorry, I'll stop making jokes so, about my friends. Some people listen to this podcast and think that everything is real and not for fun. That's yeah. right. They do. They listen to it like it's a hundred percent for serious. At least sometimes they respond to it like it's a hundred percent for serious. Yeah. Well, everyone listening, I guess if, maybe this is the first time that you should say. This is a comedy podcast where people say things for fun that might not always be true. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. not laughing. Why is it a comedy podcast? I don't get it. I'm so oh. funny. <laughs> uh, I guess it's not Not everything that happens is necessarily going to be funny. So you decide what I should laugh at or not laugh at. That does not seem fair. Um, nope. I mean, you definitely get to... I, you don't even really decide. It's more of an involuntary thing. But uh, yeah, you, you, you can laugh at the things that you want. And well, not, thank you for giving me permission to laugh at the things that I want. I, I'm saying you, you don't have the... You, don't, you, had the, you had it all along, and I don't... Uh, why are you mad at me? How do you know what I... Because I'm mad. <laughs> God damn it. I would, I would ask that people... Very open to discussions online. I'm very open to constructive criticism. I just think it would be nice if people stopped coming at us aggressively. And then when, we're, and then when they get it back, they're like, well, he's sensitive. Like, no, 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 no. I just reflected the hey. energy that you brought to the table. I'm yeah. proportional. Yeah. <laughs> that happened I was, after a show, a, la- a drunk lady like, told me that uh, she didn't like the show. And I, so I said, well, I don't like what you're doing now. <laughs> and, and then she's like, it was just, I, it was, I didn't like it. And I was like, well, why did you come? She's like, I didn't know what it was going to be. I was like, well, you should check in the future. And, uh, and she's like, Bleh. and then her husband comes and starts pulling her away. And she's like, you suck. And I was like, you suck. And then her husband was like, watch your mouth, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, I was just saying the thing that she said. I just repeated it. It's the only thing. Watch her mouth if, <laughs> in your uh, dominant, aggressive world. Yes, where but he you has to defend her it. because he obviously has to live with that horrible person, and he doesn't ever have to see you again. So he's, you know, he's got to be like, oh, I yeah. tried to stand up for you. He might have beat me up. That might, it might not have just been for show. <laughs> it might have been for show and tell. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to be a little careful. You got to be a little careful sometimes. But you know, I just, I just think it's funny that. Uh, There's no reason to be mean. No, and you can say like, "Hey, I didn't really understand that," or I think it's better. I, I wish people would try to understand first yeah. before. Why did you do that? Attacking, yeah. or what least, does that mean? And then they can still go. Well, I don't know, like it. That really wasn't for me. And then you can go, okay, hey, fine, that's yeah. fine. You know, like, you're just, everything's not for doesn't be for everyone. I'm but, gonna yeah. tell everyone that it's not for me, and it's not for them either. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, you suck. That hurt my feelings. Whoa, you can't take criticism. That wasn't criticism. Criticism's yeah. actionable. Chris had to defend me last night to some guy who was just uh, wanted me dead, it seemed. I get, Online? I white-knighted yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonah a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it, and then I saw him respond to it. I was like, how about I just block it and then never think about it again? But I forgot to thank you. You don't have to block anymore. Now you can mute. Oh. Twitter has a mute function. So what's the difference? The difference is that that person doesn't know they're being muted. Oh. Whereas if you block someone, they know. They get the satisfaction of knowing that you block them, and then they can still find a way to get you know to say shitty things to you. But if you mute them, they just talk and talk and talk, and you have no idea. But if you block them, 
can other people see their tweets to you? I thought that was like a thing where it's like if someone like searched tweets to you, their stuff doesn't come up. But then they don't know. Yeah. But that person doesn't know that they're being muted. I don't know. I don't really block or I, I, I rarely ever block anyone. Yeah. I don't need to hear like read about a guy not liking me. I don't. Yeah. You seem pretty mean. I don't like hearing this. Mute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind actually, actually. <laughs> Jonah's been muted. Yes. <laughs> Unmute. His mouth was going. I don't mind actually. I, I kind of, you know, sometimes I think the sometimes I think the shitty comments are healthy yeah. in a weird sort of way. I mean, I like I like when somebody says something shitty and then I respond like a human and then they respond like a human. Yeah. Like because they didn't even realize that their words would reach other people's no, some brains. people some people do lack the initial awareness and they still never claim responsibility for the fact yeah. of like you know, hey, I came at you with all caps telling you that you were a fucking piece of shit. And they but it still never registered to them like, "Oh, I I established this dynamic. I yeah. established this dynamic." I always try. I was I always do all lowercase just to uh <laughs> I e e Cummings it. <laughs> I I had a guy once I like a, I had a joke on Reddit that was like about Buddhism and it was about it because I like it and uh but the title of the joke at the top was boo dist. And so somebody saw that and was like, I hate when people disrespect religious. I'll kill you. And I was like, I don't think you are <laughs> doing the right. You know, he was not really interested in your uh, turn on the. Uh, <laughs> you're not respecting. I will fucking kill you in the name of Buddha. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's I, really. I, I like Buddhism, and I don't think you're doing it. Right. I will Buddha crush you. <laughs> yeah, Buddha smash live at Budokan. Yeah. Oh, that's a cheap trick. Where Jonah? Where's the face? I thought I liked it. <laughs> it was a real classic Hardwick. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm conflicted now. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the key. It's supposed to be conflicting. That's what gets the best reaction, uh, the best results in like a you know a randomized experiment. Like if you give rats cocaine uh, after they hit a thing, like if they do it every time, then they'll learn a specific thing. But if they do it, uh, if you do it not every time, they'll I think they'll keep doing it forever. I forget. I forget what it is, but it, haphazard rewards is they'll better. They'll just learn that life than sucks. Direct rewards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they'll learn. Yeah. Sometimes you get the coke, other times you don't get the coke. I'm a rat. Why am I having these types of conversations? Oh, yeah, I just did a <laughs> lot of coke. coke. Yeah. <laughs> where'd, and, my, where'd my rat boners go? <laughs> <laughs> they just call them boners. Hey, guys. <laughs> you know, the thing about rat boners is rats yeah. just call them boners. It's weird because we call them dude boners. Hey guys, we should, we should start a we should start a rat company. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to make an analogous Flintstones joke once of like <laughs> they were all aware of their time period because all of their names had something that was indicative Stone of stone or rocket. Yeah, yeah, so I was trying to figure out like what the analogous contemporary, and I couldn't come up with one. My name is Mike up. Human. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I also remember trying to come up with a joke once where I was gonna, I was gonna write this crazy. I was gonna try to. This is when I was trying to be too like this is so clever of me. This was like you know eight years ago. Classic hard. So I was trying to. All right, and this actually was because <laughs> it was overwritten and there was no funny part to it. Uh, but basically, I was gonna try to establish what a what a math formula for a joke would be. And then talk about it in terms of like this is this you know like this is the formula for a joke and in the process of that actually create a joke mathematically. Oh wow! 
and uh, and I was for some reason I said I, t- I said that out loud to Scott Ackerman. I was like, oh, I really wanted this man. And he goes, Yeah, because you know um, math formulas are usually hilarious. And then I <laughs> was like, Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. And then I and then I, I didn't do it. Don't ever try to write clever. No. <laughs> never never aim for clever. Write when you're from writing. your heart, guys. But your heart's part of your brain. I know that from my brain. <laughs> The heart just pumps blood. It doesn't know anything. It's hard. Well, no, you just don't, because, you know, you don't want people to be like, oh, <laughs> you want them to laugh. Like, you want them to laugh. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I see the yeah. turn. Everyone in unison, I see what you did there. Wow, we're really in tune. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I read comic books also. We're supposed to talk about nerdy things, right? Oh, yes. Okay, yes, good. Yes, yes. I feel like we've done a lot of that without talking about the, the common touch points. We're the coolest. What are you reading? Uh, I I love mind management. Have mm-hmm. you read that? No, I haven't read Matt, that yet. I don't know if it's Kint or Kint. Do you know anybody? Kint. Matt Kint, K-I-N-D-T. Mm-hmm. It's mind, M-G-M-T is the way it's spelled. It's like, it's sort of like sci-fi-ish, noir kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's real cool. I've, uh, I've been reading um, Sex Criminals, which oh, is yeah. great. great. Um, Sex uh, Criminals is really good. Uh, I read, uh, uh, and then I started reading Think Tank, which is sort of like a, Oh, I don't. Know. I haven't it's sort of yet. like a real genius, sort of a you know, oh, cool. type of a thing. The guy works the government, super yeah. smart. You know. I like Jason Aaron's Thor. Nice. I like Ed Brubaker's everything. What else? Um, what are you reading, Kyle? I just finished a Death of the Family, the Scott Snyder Batman arc. Hmm. Might be the best Batman story I've ever read. All right. It's insane. How many have you oh, read? Is that the one Robin does? Uh, uh, no, 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 it's, it's a new. new one where the oh. Joker comes back and his face has been cut off, so it's like he's holding it on with a strap. Showing Batman that by having no spoilers. No, it's just the, the no. It's about Batman. So just showing that his family's made him weak when he was alone. He was stronger, oh. and so he uses his relationship with people to like show his weaknesses. Oh. Nice. Real dark. Finish Sweet Tooth. That was fucking great. Sweet Tooth is good. It's over. It's done. Oh, I can read it now. Yeah, you can. Mm. Chewed. I'm reading Chewed. Yeah. Chewed or Chew? Chew? Is it Chew? Chew. Yeah, no, you're chew. reading Chewed. Chewed, yeah, Chode? Yeah. No, I, ar- <laughs> I already read it. <laughs> chewed the Sebopath? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Reading Chew, read Chewed. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Chew's yeah. fun. Chew's real yeah, fun. I like it. And I feel like that's being made. Is someone making that? I think they did a pilot for it. Did they do a pilot for it? Yeah, that's real good. Good work. I didn't mean we had to talk about this. You're going to write a comic? Uh, I, I kind of am with a guy. There's a, an artist that lives in Athens named Joe Karg. Mm-hmm. K-A-R-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually had. Some... I like that you spell everyone's name. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he he's a fa- he was a fan of mine and is still, but now is a friend of mine. Also, he like reached out to me and he's like, "Hey, I love your stuff. I'm also vegan. I also here's some of my art that I like. I'm a, you know he teaches I think animation and he does animations and like comic book illustrations. He's like working on things. I think as a Kickstarter at some point nowish uh, that he's like making some stuff and uh, he's a great guy and he's like done. He's like want to write a comic book. I'm like sure. So like we've just been like going back and forth uh, with ideas, and and then he'll like drop some things and be like like this, and then uh, nothing, you know, no specific timeline or anything. He has his life and his job and things, but theoretically, I'm writing a comic book. Nice. So, do you have you submitted anything for that? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I submit them. I submit my friend Joe emails about what I think. So is the comic just going to be you sending him emails about what you think? I mean, about the plot and things. Uh, and then he'll be like, all right, and now I'll draw those things. Nice. Is that how a comic book writes? I don't know. Have I've never ever... written a comic book before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We're gonna, yeah, no, I, I know how to write uh, stand-up jokes mm-hmm. and maybe uh, like stories and books and essays yeah. with words mostly. Yeah, you like I to work with words? Used to do pictures. No pictures Not anymore? Not anymore, no. No, just words? Yes. Would you like to be a comic who just shows a bunch of pictures while you stand on stage and don't say anything? Show, not tell? Uh, no, I don't think I, that would be the least of what I would want to do. So you're more tell, not show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not show, tell. Um, what is an example of a joke that you couldn't perform when you were younger, but then somehow all the stars aligned and you were able to? Oh, uh, I mean, that, that vodka one from before, I think. But uh, Just that one? That's the only one. I'm going to need you to be more prepared. Okay. These types of things. I need so to- let me say it one more time. A joke that didn't work in the past. That you somehow made. Oh, I guess the, the one that, uh, that was dumb and didn't work until like just one more word uh, or two words was added, were added. And then I, then I was like, now I can do it on Conan. Yep. Uh, was uh, about, I saw a bumper sticker that said, on the eighth day, God created bulldogs. <laughs> and so at first, the, the only punchline I had was, is that pro or anti bulldogs? <laughs> and like that didn't hit everybody all the time. You guys are nice. You're on my side. You get it. Uh, like so then I think I just added a, one more like actor like so the god's like okay and then he rested and then the next day he was like, oops, bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> totally spaced on bulldogs. <laughs> I spaced on this thing that was not a concept before. Yeah. Uh, every, people are going to be... There's a bunch of bulldog-shaped emptiness in the world. Have you, have you ever... Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of... There's not enough drooling and panting and upper respiratory problems. No, like, the drool's there. He invented drool. It's just, like, drool hanging yeah, from a void. Where's it coming from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quick, put a thing there. Back when it wasn't. Have you ever thought about doing an entire set where... So, like, the philosophy bit, mm-hmm. where everything is, you know, or do I, or should I, or do I. Have you ever thought about doing an entire set of that, where you just introduce one throwaway premise at the top, and then for, like, 15 or 20 minutes, just keep referring and tagging and tagging and tagging and tagging and tagging? Sometimes I, I do things that are like that. Like, sometimes I'll start a joke at the beginning. I'll, I'll definitely start a joke at the beginning. I mean, at the beginning of the set, good I'll definitely start. start. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't start at the end, because no. by the end, I'm done. That, it's impossible. Going backwards, can't start. I'm trying it's to do it now. Idea. Yeah. And, but, so I, I'll start, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually, like, I'll get to the end of the set, and things have kept, you know, like, I'll have done different jokes that have led naturally from one to the other, and I'm like, oh, I never... Uh, finished the idea that I started, and then so I'll close, like kind of close the parentheses on the set in that way. Like my, the special has a, a thing in it where I start a thing, and then probably like a half hour later, uh, I finish it. <laughs> oh, wow. And like sometimes when I would be doing it on the road, like, you know, getting ready for it, like people would be like, what about that thing? Like, uh, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah, I, and I'd be like, uh, I guess I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't finish that thing. But better, better if people forget about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mistakenly forgot that I am a lifeless puppet and I need to be directed by. Good. I've got it. <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny that you know because. In your head, you go, oh, why don't they just trust me? And then you go, well, they don't really know you. Like, maybe you forgot. Maybe they were just trying to help. Sometimes I will forget. Sometimes at the end of my show, I'll be like, were there any threads that I started and didn't finish? Like, I was at a college once, and somebody was like, uh, electrified. And I was like, you're right. I did start that electrified joke and didn't finish it. So sometimes they're right. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I say wait to be asked. 
Well, the important thing is always call out things at comedy shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At that same show where that woman said I sucked and I said that she sucked, uh, a wom- another woman earlier had yelled out something during each of the comedian's set. Like during the feature act, he had told a joke about being married and then he said he went to a strip club or like a live sex show and then she was like, weren't you married? And he was like, fuck you. Uh, and everybody <laughs> wait, wait, laughed. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> How do you shut down a heckler? Nah, I do. I just go by case by case. Uh, <laughs> fuck you And uh, yeah This was the only time I've ever said that uh, And then on my, During my set uh, she, she yelled out When I was like I, don't, I have a joke Where I say that I want to be uh, Married to just one person I might get married again But like Two people Is like a very That's a low number of people like, that's, You only have like they, You lose one And you're done like, that's, yeah. uh, So I'd say like At least three I'd go with three And then you have a spare uh, And then she was like Good luck with that and I was like, oh, Are, are no. you that same lady I was like, you, and I asked her how long she'd been married, and I was like, well, it sounds like you are you're very happily married to a man who is not happily married to you. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! I'm not nice. Didn't, nice. You, didn't someone already tell you to fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that... It's so, it's so funny to take what is obviously a ridiculous premise <laughs> and come in it from... Coming it from a, a, a place of real analysis. Oh, I mean, but also... That's yeah. not going to work for you. Yes, I know. This is a comedy premise, and these yeah. things aren't real. Chris, I hate to uh, be on this lady's side for a second. I don't know how I am, but I'm, okay, I'm going to argue against you. Good. I actually do uh, want uh, to have... If I, if I do get married again, I do not want it to be a closed two-person marriage only. I would, I would have an open marriage with two people in it, but uh, I would need... I will require my relationships at this point forward... To be uh, open to other, like you can't just be with one person forever. That's crazy. I mean, you can. Yeah. But uh, but not me. you. No, no. It's no. crazy for me. Yeah. I've tried. Are you so you so you're going to find an open relationship person? Oh yeah. Yeah. I may have done it. What? I I it might have. I it's too early to talk about it. But okay. I'm already doing it. Well, by the time this drops, would you want to just talk like you? Oh yeah. I I she's great. It's been great. <laughs> So I, I mean, I've had two. Re- I've had the, the my past two relationships were like almost perfect because the two ago the girl we had an open relationship and it was super, uh, and like we would be together in New York and then when I would leave, uh, I would go on the road and we could do she could do what she wanted and I could do what I wanted and we would like let each other know if something happened and we would still love each other and that's the end. Uh, but she wanted kids and she wanted three of them soon and I did not want with care. the same person. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. But, in an open uh, relationship? Probably. No, yeah, she, she wanted three to come out of herself. And, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I want three kids from three different mothers. Uh, no, I think... I understand your question. No. <laughs> Man, your guest doesn't really understand how... Uh, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> but that, my next girlfriend was... Uh, Wanted monogamy completely, but didn't want kids. And I was like, oh, man, if I could just combine these two girls, so then I get four boobs. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't buy on one person? I don't know. Be, I just want the boobs. That'd be crazy. Is it, but but uh, see, I would never – I just don't think I could handle an open relationship because I sort of have that selfishness of, well, I guess I could see myself hooking up with someone and it not really meaning anything, but I would be crushed if someone that I was with hooked up. It's not fair. Like, my oh, yeah. mental approach to open relationships is not remotely fair, or, so I feel like it's better to just not have that at all. I understand. I mean, that's a, you're welcome to choose that. So it doesn't bother you that your significant other would be off hooking up with someone else? Nope. 
<laughs> so you don't you don't worry about the possibility of like her hooking up with someone else and then being like, oh my god, this guy's the best. I want to be with this guy. Uh, well, that could happen when you're in a monogamous relationship, and I think it happens more in that case. Oh, okay. I think Interesting. People, I think people leave monogamous relationships more. Like, say you're in a monogamous relationship and you love each other, but you think that that love, like, n- number one, romantic love is the only love that we're like has to be exclusive. Like, which parent do you love? Well, I love both my parents. Oh no, you have to pick one. You can only have one parent that. Which you love. parents would you rather fuck? Yeah. Which yeah, exactly. Not the fuck either of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that was. I really liked it. Uh, but and like with friends, like you know, it's like you have to have a best friend. You can't have like two people that are like your best friend. You can't, you know, like with any other love, like you love your friends equally. You can love parents equally. Maybe you don't, but you can. Yeah. Like nobody's ever like you can only love. But with romantic love, it's like you have to. So we think that if you're in a like a monogamous commitment and you have like a crush on somebody else, you it might mean there's something wrong with your relationship. It might mean there's a problem underlying, but it might not. It might just mean you're a human. You're attracted to somebody else. You still love your partner, but. When you get in that new relationship energy mode and you're like, oh, my God, like I have a crush on somebody. I haven't had a crush on somebody in years. This must mean something. I'm going to leave my partner Uh because this is so much more powerful right now than what I'm – because it's closer and bigger and newer and like the chemistry is there. Whereas the chemistry, you know, you now have like this solidarity, this, you know, companionship, this friendship, this, you know, a relationship, a solid foundation of love. But it's not as maybe exciting as it was. So you're like, oh, my God, this excitement, this is love. This is this wasn't love. So that I think when you recognize that you can love multiple, you can have loving feelings, you can have crushes, you can have attractions for many people. It doesn't mean you have to act on them all the time. But like the in the situation where if I'm with somebody as a life partner, as a you know a wife or a girlfriend in an open situation, part of like when I was in that open relationship, part of what was so great was uh, neither of us did think the other one was going to go leave for somebody else. Hmm. It was like part of the cool thing about the other person that it was cool to do it. It was like hey. Thanks for thanks for being cool, buddy. You know, like, and then come back, and it was great. Hmm. Wow, I never thought about it like that before. I still don't know if I could do it. No, no, you have to now. Oh my god, what? That was it? Uh, we just made it. I hypnotize you. Uh oh, you're doing god. it. She's out fucking everybody. Jonah, let's do it. Oh. <laughs> Guys, right. uh, you can't you can't see, but Chris was uh, miming, jerking off Jonah, which demonstrates exactly how a person does that. Yeah. Uh, hey, and then that's Jonah. How Silverman would have. That's how Jonah. she would have yeah. done it in that joke. Uh, and then Jonah ripped his wedding wedding ring off and pretended to rip his shirt open. <laughs> so that. That cling clang you heard was his wedding ring hitting the table. <laughs> I thought when he was ripping his shirt off, he was uh, demonstrating how girthy his penis was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a pillar. Yeah, my mind work is unsurpassed on this audio program. <laughs> You're a dick hugger. <laughs> you gotta hug, hug that dick. It's a comedy of dick hugger. Dick hugger. Dig it. Mime dick. Interesting. I never, uh, I still, yeah, I don't know. Still pretty. Uh... Let's let's meet every week and we'll talk it through. <laughs> I'll get you there. No, I'm not telling anybody to do anything they don't want to. No, of course not. Yeah. It, listen, if two people come together and those are the rules, I just feel like it's you know it's important to follow whatever the rules are that you yeah. establish in a situation. Or three people. Yeah. Both yeah. people are on. <laughs> Saying both is a little uh, so, anti. These... <laughs> oh no, I'm op- I'm open relationship shaming now by accident. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, what about like, uh, like hey, if a couple wants to be three people? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Do you, like is there like times that like three uh, or four would get together sexually oh yeah i mean well with me no No. Uh, i mean yeah i mean uh i have not been in many multiple person situations Mm -hmm. 
so, but yeah, it was normally our situation was like I would be traveling and she would be not with me. Yeah. And so we would be on our own doing our own things. Though sometimes we would, when I came home, I would tell her and she'd ask for details and we would talk about it during sex. Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. Which was real great. <laughs> you know how sometimes like when you're having sex with somebody and you're thinking about somebody else but you don't tell the person and you're like this is fun to do in my head I can't yeah, yeah. tell her imagine also getting to talk to your friend yeah. <laughs> while you're doing it while you're do you in ever, them do, do you yeah. ever lie during and go well she did this thing that was pretty rad <laughs> <laughs> never thought of it I gotta go back <laughs> three kids here I come <laughs> I mean, that's what I got. If I was with Chloe and then she was like, here are the details of how I had sex with this guy, I would just instantly like, <laughs> like I just wouldn't be able to, I just, wouldn't, yeah. I just wouldn't be able to wrap my brain around it. Oh, I mean, you wouldn't have to get the details if you didn't want them. That was our, our thing was we would tell each other that something happened and then if the other person wanted to know more, they would ask. But if they didn't, it was like, a thing happened. So open really means open in all senses of the word. Open yeah. with oh, details, yeah. open with... Communication. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like some people have don't ask, don't tell situations. Just like, as long as you come home and love me, then great. We're together, we're together, and do what you got to do. I mean, which was sort of like not a new thing. Like that's like a thing that existed in like, you know, like the Sopranos kind of like, you know, Guma situation or like, you know, people who have like traveling salesmen have families in different places. Like, you know, there's, oh, there's always been people like doing it lying, but this way it's setting it up honestly and, uh, you know, whether, whether people, if people want to know, then they know. If people don't want to know, then they don't want to know. So Interesting. Interesting. Well, I hope this works out. Thanks. We can, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can check back in. And I'm optimistic. Good. I often am at the beginning of things, but uh, <laughs> that's the best time to be optimistic. I think so. It's a good time. Although I think it's better to be optimistic at the end after a while. Well, yeah. end is oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, like after a while, it's good to be optimistic. On your deathbed, I think it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. It's totally working oh, out. Oh yeah, um, excellent. Well, we we covered this whole other side of you that I didn't know, which oh, yeah. is not stra- odd, odd because I don't know you that well. That's so fair. Yeah. We've never had a conversation really this long before. No, definitely not. That would lead into uh, such matters. No, you were never invited. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, but uh, when is your uh, so your special is as of. Probably now, 2014, on Netflix. It's called Small, Dork, and Handsome. Nice. And uh, it's on iTunes and downloadable wherever you can download albums as well. So do that. So Thanks. Please. Kind of an open relationship with your comedy special? Oh, yeah. Wherever. wherever. You can put it wherever. <laughs> you can watch yours as long as Thunes at the same time. <laughs> and Amazon's the ne- Amazon says to Netflix, what was it like being with iTunes? And like, <laughs> they describe it in detail. This was like when I downloaded it. You can get a physical copy through my website, probably. What? I, I like physical things. That's crazy. I, I'm gonna, you know what? Here's another thing I'm going to start doing. Possibly. I just, in Bridgetown this weekend, talked to Lori Kilmartin. Mm-hmm. And she says she has like so many CDs that she like doesn't think she's going to sell. Uh, she's, because they... They gave, they gave her, like, a gigantic bulk amount. And so I'm like, give me some, and I'll sell them on the road as well. So I'll be like, hey, if you didn't like my show, here's a different person's CD. <laughs> <laughs> now you're becoming a dish. Take a chance with it. Take yeah. a chance with Larry Kill Martin. Yeah. Hey, we're, ve- we're different. <laughs> That's really nice of you to do that, because for me, I'd just be like, I don't have to carry another thing on the road. <laughs> That's true. Well, I will get the money. Good. Good. Uh, all right. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite.com. Carbonite is online backup made easy. Plans start at just $59.99 a year. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIST to get two bonus months with purchase. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. (laughs) 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.